Welcome to the People Performance Podcast. My name is Renee Vincelli. I am a former corporate executive in banking, former project management director, mother of three, turned consultant and coach for those who want to grow their individual team and organizational capability. Each week, I deliver an episode focused on my two favorite topics, people and performance. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Welcome to the People Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Vincelli. It's great to be with you all today. If you are listening to this on the day that it's released, you're listening to it on the 4th of July, 2022. Um, Happy 4th of July to the audience. Uh, Happy Independence Day, America's birthday um, for all of my friends in the United States. So I am a lover of history. If you've listened to past episodes of the show or all of the episodes of the show, you probably have learned that over time. Um, I am a big lover of American history in particular, uh, a lover of reading, a lover of words that persuade historic speeches, Supreme Court briefs on why they make particular decisions. Um, I really love any sort of argument that's made by people or a group of people who is trying to convince someone or something of an idea that they hold, trying to persuade, trying to convince. Um, That's why I've shared in the past, I I love the law. I love the idea of attorneys making arguments. And I love the idea of good speeches and books. There's so many great writings in history, American history, world history, that you can point to as evidence of just the ability of the mind to construct a good argument. Um, and to share it with uh, with others and to convince them of a new way of thinking, of a new way of, uh, of approaching life or uh, of business, of, of really anything. One of the most powerful and persuasive pieces of writing in world history, not just American history, is America's Declaration of Independence. Sometimes I think we take for granted what the 4th of July holiday is all about. We focus on Uh, This very basic fact that we have uh, America's birthday on July 4th every year. We focus on the fireworks and the picnics and the cookouts and all of these things. But we don't ever really stop to think about what it is we're really celebrating. Uh, We know intuitively that that it's Independence Day. We know something about the United States colonies leaving British rule or declaring that they were leaving British rule. Uh, at that time. Um, uh, But we don't often get into what the founders believed about themselves, about humanity, about freedom, about governments, about people, about liberty, about all of these things. And so today on the show, I want to talk a bit about the Declaration of Independence, its origins, its contents, some of its flaws, and what it says and how it relates to us today and to all of the world. Um, there's just so much here and I thought I'd give you all a little bit of a brief history lesson, uh, maybe a little bit of a commentary today on this great document, the Declaration of Independence. So the Declaration of Independence was approved by the Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776. And essentially what it did was it announced the separation of the 13 colonies from Great Britain. It was approved unanimously two days earlier with 12 votes with the state of New York or the colony of New York abstaining and asserted the position that, quote, these united colonies are and ought to be free and independent states, free and independent from the rule of the King of England um, in, uh, at that time in 17, 1776. Thomas Jefferson was the primary author of the Declaration of Independence. Um, And really, he became 
popular and someone that was known for his great political thought and his ideas from some work that he had done and something he had written a couple years prior called A Summary View of the Rights of British America. So his colleagues that were also in the Continental Congress that were on this committee that wrote the declaration, they they asked Thomas Jefferson to be the primary author of the Declaration of Independence, which he did. So Thomas Jefferson wrote this over the course of a couple of months in the early in the late spring, early summer of 1776 and had it ready for his colleagues to review and approve and edit uh, late in June in 1776. The committee members who were responsible for writing the declaration made minor semantic changes to what Jefferson had written. Um, so what we have today is primarily um, a result of those minor semantic changes, as well as some more substantial changes to the document that the Continental Congress itself made um, as the document was being ratified and approved in late June, early July, 1776. Some of the things that were deleted from the final version of the document includes language that condemns the British people, language around various elements of taxation and some things that the, that the group viewed as con con uh, controversial in some ways. One thing that I think is probably the biggest mistake in American history, or one of them, in terms of our founding documents, was that Thomas Jefferson's language in the original document related to the African slave trade was removed from the Declaration. So if you research the Declaration of Independence, there was a, there was a pretty lengthy section that denounced the uh, slave trade from Great Britain and, and really made the case that Great Britain had brought this to the, to the United States. Um, in his autobiography years later, Thomas Jefferson talked about the fact that the states of South Carolina and Georgia in particular really were completely opposed to this language in the Declaration because at this point already slavery had, had gotten its hooks into the American uh, colonies and economically, politically, it had become a controversial big issue even at that point. And so this decision was made that to appear united, this language needed to be removed. I think looking back on it and the history that followed in the United States, I think that that proved to be a pretty pretty poor decision given where we where we went further uh, afterwards and what it led to in terms of the Civil War, civil rights, and even what we talk about today. So that is an interesting point. And also, obviously, we point out to the conflict in Jefferson himself, the, the writer of this great document, the Declaration of Independence, as well as um, his own life, right? And it's just some of the things that he himself had done at the time related to slavery. So all of that aside, you know, if you take away, if you look at the document and you look at some of those important points that were removed, the points that the document, the Declaration of Independence does make, I think are profound. And we'll talk about those here shortly. Um, there was nothing new or novel in particular in the Declaration of Independence in terms of its political philosophy. The philosophy was derived in large part from an individual named uh, John Locke. And Locke really made the point that human beings, people, have rights that are given to them by God. And what the Declaration of Independence asserted was that those rights that are in, that are in, um, that are due to humans and to individuals from God are also um, due to societies, to countries, to peoples in in a society, to a country as a whole. And the Declaration makes the point, and we'll talk about some of the language in it shortly. But it very clearly states what those rights are, 
and that those rights are unalienable, that they are things we are entitled to. And so um, James Madison had also said at the time that the object of the Declaration was not to discover the truth. It was to assert the truth, to say very clearly to the world and to Britain and to England at the time, this is what we stand for. This is the truth. And we are going to act upon this truth that we know and believe in. Um, and so the writers were making an argument, a case for why they were demanding independence and why they would be willing to fight and ultimately die for it. The writers abandoned the idea that they were Englishmen and therefore had rights consistent with that citizenship. Instead, the primary argument of the Declaration of Independence was based in the idea of natural rights and of government of the people. Government determined and decided at the will of the people being governed. They asserted that the King of England had no authority to govern them without their permission or involvement of themselves in that, that government and how it was defined and how it was set up. The right of independence and revolution as primarily driven on moral, moral and ethical grounds is very clear. So they aren't, as I said, they aren't making it any or argument um, substantially that's political, although if you, if you get into the real meat of the declaration, so sort of further down in the document, they do give very specific political, economic um, issues that they have with the King of England. But their primary argument is one of moral and ethical freedom and of rights that are given to them that they are um, they are entitled to just by nature of being people, just by nature of being human beings um, living on this planet. The Declaration of Independence has been a source of inspiration both inside and outside of the United States since it was written almost 250 years ago. Men like Frederick Douglass and Martin Luther King Jr. pointed out the obvious fact that I alluded to earlier that the principles asserted in the Declaration were for all people not just the, uh, the white founders that had written the document in 1776. And it was really used as an argument also um, from Frederick Douglass and Martin Luther King for both the emancipation in uh, following the Civil War, as well as for the Civil Rights Movement. In other countries, like France, during their French Revolution, it was quoted and asserted as an argument for independence. Countries all over the world, from the point of the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement here in America, and then across the world, like I said, the French Revolution, the Cold War, and the fall of communism, all that has followed since, people point to much of the language in the Declaration of Independence as a rallying cry for their own freedom and their own self-governance and self-determination as people. Because the American Declaration of Independence was never intended to be purely related to Americans. It was meant for all people, the language that's included. And so as you read it, if you've read it, you see that very clearly. And it's it's interesting to note that, like I said, it's not just a document for Americans to look to, but for others to look to as well. So what does this Declaration of Independence have to say? So I'm just going to read a little bit about it and maybe provide a few of my own thoughts, my own ideas as I've read it. It's one of my favorite uh, favorite documents, favorite things to reflect on and read, particularly when you think about holidays like the 4th of July. So it starts out by saying, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature 
and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. So basically here he's saying, Jefferson and the others are saying, you know, there comes a time when we need to share with the rest of the world why we are doing what we're doing, why we're declaring independence, why are we are moving forward on our own. And um, we, he says, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. So that's what he's, he's it's really a preamble. He's ready, he's ready to tell you why they're doing this. So this is the part that's most often quoted in the Declaration, and there's so much goodness in this, um, so many good elements of this to point to, and I'll, I'll point out a few of them as I go through it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. So these are truths. We don't, we shouldn't have to, um, we should not have to defend them. They are obvious. They are self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. So very clearly in the first couple sentences of this paragraph, Jefferson is saying, this is obvious. This is true. I shouldn't have to tell you. It's self-evident. All men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator. So God has given them rights that among these rights that God has given to men are, quote, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So within the first sentence of this, this paragraph, like I said, you hear the first case made or the, very, the, the foundational argument to which all the other arguments are made in the Declaration of Independence. God has given to men these rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They're unalienable and they are, they are self-evident. So he goes on to say that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. So essentially, governments are created by men to enable men and enable the citizens of that government to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those rights, once again, given by God. So the government is there to ensure that those rights given by God exist and are provided to the, the, the people that are being governed. And then he says that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. So basically he says whenever any government is not doing these things anymore, or they're destructive of this notion of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, rights given by God that are unalienable, the people in that country, the people under that government, have a right to alter or to abolish it and to institute a new government with these principles that, um, that they're putting forward here, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and these principles that he's describing. So like I said, this particular section, this paragraph, is the basis of the argument of the Declaration of Independence. It's the basis of Thomas Jefferson's uh, putting forward of an idea of what this American experiment, this, uh, these American colonies, ultimately the country of the United States would be about. And it's a lot of what people come back to when they talk about America, when they talk about what America is all about, these ideas. And so... Over the course of America's history, starting from this point when these were written, you see how we have evolved and how we have grown and changed to become more and more like this ideal that Thomas Jefferson was putting forward. And 
you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to read this entire Declaration of Independence. Um, if you do read it, if you have interest in it, there is um, a, quite a bit here. But he he basically goes on and says, you know, prudence will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And he says, you know, let me, he said, the history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct, direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. And then he goes through um, quite a lengthy list of all of the things that the King of Great Britain has done, these repeated injuries and usurpations over the colonies. And he concludes by saying, we therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world, all in caps, for the rectitude of our intentions due in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. So a couple things I'll point out. The men that wrote this were imperfect men. They had an ideal in their mind. They had things they wanted to achieve, and they they have been successful in large part in achieving them, and we have become more and more like the ideals of what this document says, and we should look as a country to become even more like what the ideals of this document says. There are certain themes... Um, individual determination of of a free people, um, reliance on a creator, reliance on divine providence um, that are very clearly articulated in here in this document. It's it's a, a wonderful piece of writing. Um, it is in the National Archives today, the original copy. Um, and obviously you can go online and get the very pretty scripted copy um, online as well. I believe that Jan John Hancock's signature is the big one at the bottom. He wanted um, the King of England to see that very clearly as he um, wrote his name. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I wanted to come on today and talk a little bit about this country that I love, America, and this Declaration of Independence that gave us our freedom 246 years ago this year. Hope you all have a great day. Remember, people are the creators of performance, people are greater than performance, and people come before performance. Have a great day. <laughs>